0: fam.news how do you make your store a magnet for shoppers how do you motivate your team and ring up more sales we've got the retail doctor himself back on the show bob fibbs is here and the fam podcast begins right now 1894 max englander hand-built the first
1: englander mattress today englander mattresses are still bench made right here in the usa proven materials expertly layered and every stitch triple checked, all for you. Englander,
0: better sleep by design. Hey, are you a mattress retailer looking to supercharge your business? Introducing Podium, your secret weapon. I use it, I'm a huge fan of it, and with Podium's AI-powered lead conversion, you can engage with customers in seconds via text, making it feel like they're talking to a friend. But hey, that's just the beginning. Podium offers texting, payments, reviews, website chat, and more all in one place. You've got to be the most responsive retailer to help customers solve those sleep problems in the moment, harness the power of Podium today, and start growing your business. Visit Podium.com right now to learn more.
1: Welcome to the
0: FAM Podcast with Mark Kinsley. This is where the best in the betting business get even better. Welcome to the Fan Podcast. You have found your way to the number one betting business show. And I'm so excited today to have Bob FIBS, the CEO of The Retail Doctor. He is an internationally recognized business strategist, customer service expert, sales coach, marketing mentor, author of books, motivational business speaker, and friend of the show. Bob, great to have you back. Good to see you.
1: Thanks, Mark. Great to be here, and all you fam people out there. Nice to have you listening to us today.
0: You're like the cool uncle of the fam. Can you take on that role? Is that you good with that?
1: I am. I have the cool shades. I've got it all.
0: Yeah, you even have like the uh, the aloha shirt going on, and it's winter. So I I respect it. it. Absolutely. You're the dude. You're the cool uncle. Hey, we were talking, and as we look at the landscape of the mattress business and the retail business, so many people that I've spoken with behind the scenes understand that we're going from being order takers maybe over the past few years to having to be salespeople again. And you have this concept of learning, training, and coaching. And I'm like, yes, let's dig in and let's talk to one of the top minds in the business about learning, coaching, and training. Let's start there. What is the difference?
1: Think of as, uh, I used to call it tell, show, do, review. Think of, so the big buckets are it starts with learning where you use your ears and your, your uh, eyes, that's it. So the example I use sometimes is if you think about a baseball team. So the coach is in there and he's like, oh, this is what it's going to be like when the shift happens and you go here and like, you can cognitively like, oh, okay. That's interesting. Okay. I've, I've learned that. Or you're watching a video, you're watching a playback of somebody else's thing. Like the eyes are doing it, but you haven't called on the brain to do anything. This is the point. The brain can let it either go in one ear and out the other, or it doesn't stick at all or or unless unless it has to say, what what'd you say' You're not, the brain doesn't have to do anything. It's not going to form a synapse. I think of it as worthless and go to the next level. So the next level is training. Training would be that same coaches out there working with me on the uh, bat. And he's like, all right, dude, so what I want you to do is I want you to hit it out over third base, and I want you to get as close to the to the line as possible. And, oh, great. And it goes backwards. And he's like, no, 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 you're, you're not holding it right. And he's working. So the brain is having to go like, holy crap, what did I do? What am I doing? Is this... It's having to connect a lot of dots. It's, it, think of it like opening up a bunch of file folders and saying, is it here? And this goes to here? Yes, yes, yes. And it's in those seconds that you're building synapses, which is where the learning now is going like, oh, right, we talked about that. Yes, because you prepared the mind for what you're talking about. It's like, oh, right, this is how it goes together, right? And then you're in the game. So now we're in coaching, and, the, and he can say, "Fibs, I want you to go out over there. Remember what we talked about? Like, oh, awesome. And he rewards you and says, yeah, that's exactly the play I want. Awesome. Or even if it goes wrong, like, let's do it better. Most people think that coaching and training are the same thing. It happened great with a, a call I had with a woman the other day, and, and I said, um... You know, how do you tell people to greet people? Well, we have to greet people within 15 seconds. I was like, oh, great. Well, that's what I teach. Uh, so what happens if Janie doesn't do it? Um, well, this happened last week. And, and I uh, I went up to the, to the young woman and I said, um, Janie, do you remember we talked about in our meeting last week? And I was like, well, that was worthless because Janie never got the concept to begin with or she would have done it in 15 minutes, hey, 15 seconds instead of four or five minutes. But it didn't happen because the synapses said, we don't have to pay attention to this. It's kind of like that dinosaur brain you've got, right? When you you get home from from work and you're like, how the hell did I get home? Because the brain took over it. The old dinosaur brain took over like, we got this. You don't have to do anything. We're going to, we'll keep the eyes open, but you don't have to process anything. We're good. And that's the problem with so much training right now. We think, oh, we're just going to do video training. Okay, watch a bunch of videos. Unless you're going to challenge the brain it's not going to stick. And the easy answer I always say, so Mark, I want you to think of a time. uh, Think of last night. What'd you have for dinner? Do you know what you had for dinner last night? You have to tell us. Just fog and champagne probably. But
0: No, I actually, uh, yeah, I do remember. Finally, yes. I had uh, like this feta stuffed chicken, green beans, and some roasted sweet potatoes.
1: What'd you have a week ago? No idea. (laughs) What'd you have a month ago?
0: Probably something similar, but put together differently.
1: the, The brain says, we don't have to remember this. And so that's the problem when, let's say we show you the videos or we tell you to read the manual or the book, because we don't reinforce it, we don't call the brain to say, hey, you need to lift this up and look at it. It just dies because the brain's like, I only have so much bandwidth, dude, and most of it I just want to throw away at the end of the day. So the good news about that is that you can make that all happen and you can make those synapses fire and you can actually get amazing results like one of our retailers Just send me an email. She goes, we are 35% over last year. I don't know how that was even possible without you. Uh, We've been with you three years and our increases match exactly when we did that. But she's also passionate about getting it right, right? Uh, The downside of that is like, holy crap. It really is on the trainers. And it really is that simple. So I don't care you got a TikTok ad campaign. Oh, we got a new rebate. Oh, we have a a new uh, platform under the bed. It has... Silk pulls. I, who cares? Because if you don't spend the time challenging the mind, they're going to lose most of what you trained them in the last couple weeks, couple months. And sometimes retailers will proudly tell me, Mark, oh, we've had the same crew we've had for the last five or seven years. And how much learning happened then? Oh, well, you know, the the reps come in and they they tell us the new features like yeah, features don't matter, kids, unless you can make it into a way that I, it makes my life better, right? Unless I'm the hero for buying it, I don't give a damn what your benefits are. So that's the difference between learning, which is eyes and ears, and training, which is getting the body involved, calling the mind up and saying, look at this, look at this, and coaching, which is reward or readjusting. But you cannot, you cannot use them independently, and they really do have to follow in that same order.
0: All right, so let me let me dig in and let's say there's somebody that has a one or three store operation, or there's somebody that's got a 50 store operation, and they're trying to make sure they hold their trainers accountable. Whenever you're dealing with adult learners, and like you said, maybe people that are just like the toothpicks are keeping the eyelids open, and maybe they're not super motivated to learn these things. You go from learning to training to coaching. How do you actually engage these adult learners? in a way that's gonna make it stick? Do, do you need to bring in a professional? Is there a structure to it? What are some of the best practices?
1: You need to bring in me, the retail doctors. That's the only answer that's yeah. approachable here. But the, uh, the key is you've gotta be able to, again, give them a chance to get in a uh, private world where you have them do role play. People, I don't. People hate role play. Well, that's because a lot of people do it really stupidly. So, Mark, uh, I'm the customer and you're the salesperson. Go. Oh, you just set them up for for failure because they don't know what success looks like, and you probably didn't train them what you're supposed to do, and that's why. Uh, another thing that bothers me about a lot of retailers, like, oh, we do mystery shops. Like, mystery shops only matter if you train me what to do, and now you're going to hold me accountable to that but you can't. You don't get a pass to suddenly hold me accountable for things you never taught me or to send in your friend and said, oh, they got a shitty mystery shop, excuse me, to send your friend in. They said, you got a uh, poor mystery shop because they don't know how the game's played. So once they know the, how the game is played and I tell you, you have to wear a funny looking black shirt like you have on and they don't wear it, then I can hold you accountable, right? But if I never told you not to do that, or I didn't tell you what the right thing is, it's unfair. And add on to all of that, we're hiring younger and younger people who don't feel comfortable correcting somebody. Mm. So it's a recipe for retail numbing down. All right, let's stay think- right there for
0: just a second. How, talk to the young people out there. How can they go about correcting somebody so that maybe it doesn't feel confrontational or it doesn't engage some of the anxiety that they may be having about correcting someone, what's a good way of going about it?
1: Well, social anxiety is really what we're dealing with, right, because nobody wants to be the bad guy. So I think uh, a good way I like to approach it is just asking questions. So if if you were this younger person, I might say, so Mark, can you tell me what happened that last sale? Oh, they didn't want it. Great, so why didn't they want it? Oh, they were looking for something else. Great, what was it they were looking for? They wanted something cheaper. Great. So let's just walk me through it. I'm not really calling you on it, but I'm asking the brain to have to put it together. And so if I might... So one of my favorite questions asked in a mattress store is, um, tell me what life event happened that you're actually in a mattress store today? I moved. My dad's going into a new assisted living. My kid crapped in the bed and it leaked all the way through. I got a bad back. There's a million stories, but any one of them gives you a place that you can develop rapport, right? I mean, that's, what's different about mattresses than say, um, cookware. It's not like suddenly, yeah, company's coming. I don't have anything to make a cake in. That's not like that. But for you, if you're, I'm going to be coaching someone and I can go through and say, you know, we talk about what is that life event? Whenever I, 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 we ask you to replay a, a, Getting a little tongue-tied here. Whenever I ask you to replay a sale, I'm going to ask you this question. I expect you to be able to answer it in a full and complete answer. Does that sound good? Yeah. Now, what you've told them is I'm going to be holding you accountable without saying, "Mark, you screwed up." You know, you didn't do this, you didn't do that, because that's what their mind says. And um, and I think also there's a pushback to training. People, in fact, in some clients now, they don't even like calling it training. We call it development. It's like, oh, right, because it's supercharged that. Um, you could do something wrong. Well, yeah, you, you could. So I think there's a lot around training. I think there's an awful lot around educating. But to your point, you, most of your most of the listeners here, you were so busy in 2020 and 2021 and 2022 even. If you had it in stock, you were a hero. Well, guess what? Now you have it in stock. You should have wished for more customers. I wanna... Because now we've gone back to what normal was, and we actually kind of stole demand from the future. So it's, it's been a rocky, certainly the last half of 2023 was for a lot of furniture and, and uh, home goods retailers. And to your point, we got to remember that it's about selling the product, the pro- no product sells itself, but water. Mm.
0: And absent of value, people are going to make decisions on price. Go back to the role playing piece of the puzzle there, because you said most people do it very poorly or don't do it at all, but it could be a really good unlock for a lot of retailers who are trying to get their people to advance. If they are, you know, somebody that that's been there a while, or even train the new people, give us the rules of the game what's something that people could take away right now and implement role playing, but do it in a way that's effective.
1: Well, let's just take the most basic. So most basic part of greeting a customer, you just say, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening then shut the hell up. That's why I train. I don't want to hear how they're doing. What's up? How's it hanging? How you feel? How are you today? Let me know. If, I don't want any that junk. Just say good morning, good afternoon. good evening. So I would ask you, so Mark, uh, so what do I want you to say? Good morning. Excellent. So I'm going to walk into the store and uh, all you have to do is just say that to me. Are you clear on what, what you're doing?
0: Yes, Bob, I'm clear.
1: Sweet. So I walk in the store and I can almost guarantee you dollars for donuts. What are you going to say? I can help you find something. <laughs> Cause the old brain, that old dinosaur brain said, I've sold, I've said this a hundred thousand times, Robert, I'm not about to do it. So you're like, Oh, so what, what happened? And you're like, Oh, right. I, I knew it, but I didn't do it. You're like, okay. And I might do a, a little bit more on that for like a couple minutes, but I had to let the brain fail, which brings me to the other part of learning usually the brain will connect itself and say, don't, right? I shouldn't have, I let me try it again. And you're like, that's cool, we can do it again. But you need to leave it with they could do it. And why is that important? Because in a week later, when I walk up to you now in my coaching role, probably, and uh, I hear a woman walk in the store and you say, hi, can I help you find something? And you aren't flinching or anything. Now I can have that moment and say, Mark, do you remember when we talked about the greeting last week? Oh, yeah. What do I want you to say? Remember when we did the little back and forth and the, yeah, I remember that. So that's, instead of coaching, now it became training. You went, had to go back down and get the brain to fail and see the connection. That's okay. But to me, if we aren't choosing the words from the moment we say, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, there's no way they're going to be able to sell me a $50,000 mattress. H- a thousand Help people not-
0: understand the why behind saying good morning good afternoon or good evening as opposed to what can help you find or what size mattress are you shopping for what's the why behind that
1: for one you're not an online store if i'm going online i'm gonna i can select whoever the manufacturer is the comfort level the price in stock right checking it off it's a lazy way to sell and you'll hear this like through the beginning of time lazy way to sell is what are you looking for? Oh, I'm looking for, and be honest, most people buying a mattress. Uh, I'm looking for, you know, mattress, something, you know, not too expensive. It's for my son, you know, something like 199 bucks. And, you know, you guys can deliver it and take the old one. And, and so what is the obligatory person who doesn't greet with good morning, good afternoon, they're going to go take them to the 199 bed that's on special that, you know, breaks as you put it on top of the car, whatever it is. And the customer says, do you have anything else? No, they're all they're all more expensive. You never developed any kind of relationship. First, so I say just good morning, good afternoon. Well, I'll just say good morning. Most people, nine times out of 10, will say good morning back to you. And then you build rapport. I'm not even going to talk about the beds because I know what kind of beds, I know what store I'm in. I'm going to have to find something in common with you, some way to build rapport without... Did you see the game last night? Or, oh, don't you hate the? do you hate rainy days like this? I love rain. Oh, crap. Right? You're just going fishing, trying to find something. You've got to earn the right to sell the mattress. And to think that you have the ability to sell it based on checking boxes, I think your you're smart people never do that. But because we don't hold people accountable and we don't train anymore, we settle for pennies uh, without reaching for the dollars. Because I can tell you, having had a horrible experience in bedding myself recently, a bad bed is one of the worst things ever. It's right up there with buying a bad floor or wall coverings. You have to live with it a long time before you're going to replace it. that's why people are skeptical. So if you can build enough trust that I trust you, and you know enough about your product that you're not going to be lying to me, then it should be a match in in heaven and I'll pay whatever you, you charge instead of limiting all my choices back to what I say I want because I'm not that educated what my body needs. Does that make sense, Mark?
0: Yeah, it absolutely does. I think this, this reptile brain that you're talking about, it deserves a little more mining because I think this is a situation a lot of people are in. The ownership, the people listening, like if you're an owner and you're listening right now, you may be in this situation where you have to unlearn things that are keeping you from having the business that you want. I mean, this might be a big question, Bob, but like, how do we get past doing what we've always done? Are, are there scientific tricks or techniques? Is it like getting an accountability group together to like, you know, shoot you with you know, bamboo darts? I mean, what do you, what do you do?
1: Anything you can is great. Uh, to your point, you have to hold yourself accountable. And the why has to be big enough. So if I said to you Mark um hey Mark um there's this castle, it's a burning castle. That's up at the, there's a flaming moat with dragons flying in with flames and it could kill you at any moment. Moat is full of poison uh, water that if you, one drop would kill a whole of uh, the world. And if you can get past all of that up at the very top of the castle, think of like the, the Sleeping Beauty's castle at Disneyland, that little top, little thing at the top, all the way up there at the top for you is a dollar bill waiting for you in the corner. Uh, would you try to scale that? Of course not. Now, if I said your daughter's up there, your pet's up there. See, a, a lot of times we don't change because the why isn't great enough. Perfect example. I had a guy at, uh, at Watson's furniture, they're a casual furniture retailer. And, uh, he was telling me about, he was in the warehouse for an awful lo- number of years and, uh, I guess he hurts his back. He's in the hospital for several months. And he comes back, and he's a new dad. His wife has a new baby, and he was given the chance to be a salesperson. And he said, and for the first time, I realized I had to be better for him. And I said, well, that's great, and that's a great story if you're a dad. A lot of dads relate to that story. But he said it gave me a focus every day I come to work. A, I'm glad I can work again because I'm in the hospital, so I know what the downside of it is. And B, I've got something else that's more hopeful that I'm working for. But everybody's got that why. Right, so it's not, it's not the altruistic. Oh, I want to do something for the world, or better, whatever it is for you. You've got to hold that in front of you. And I'm talking to you, owners, because at that moment when Mark goes through and he dismisses a customer as, yeah, she was just a tire kicker, she didn't think, you have to be willing to have that hard conversation with Mark, which is that's not what we do here, because you know you have a greater purpose here for yourself not because of Mark. And I think we lose that. So it's easy to say, well, you know, Mark's trying hard and he's been here for, for 35 years and, you know, we or three years or whatever. I know his story, you know, he just came out of prison and he's, whatever. It's like, I don't care what the excuses are, but if we get that why, then it helps us to understand. So that's one. And then I always say, reward yourself. So, you know, we do online training sales, our by online Training program uh, was having an owner was having trouble with his uh his manager wasn't doing the training and the manager do all the training in one accelerated month and I'd ask her and she says oh I didn't have time for it and I go you know that they have time for it if you have time to go to the bathroom you have time for anything right ten minutes a day you can do this and I go well, what does she like to do and he says well every morning she usually gets a cup of coffee and starts her day and I go what if you brought her coffee a half hour early and maybe um, maybe there's a a, something of a suite or there's something else later in the day and say, if you do your training, I'll go ahead and get this for you later in the day. Do you think that worked? Probably not. Great. Why don't you try it? Guess what? It worked. She actually looked forward to coming to work and doing that. That's great when you're managing other people, but you've got to find those same moments for yourself, right? So whatever that reward is, if it's, you know you're going to be able to play your music to the top of your speakers in your car on the way home. It doesn't matter what it is. As long as you're telling the brain, you get this if I do that. That's the key. You're, it's that coaching brain that has to say, if you do this, I'll give you that. And not like it doesn't matter. If you don't do that, then sorry, I don't I don't get that reward. And over time, I, that's why I meditate every morning, because I've teach my mind, this is what I want you to think about today. And I don't want you to worry about that contract that we didn't get, or the worry about the one that's coming, are they going to sign or whatever, you think about what I want. So whatever you can do to feed your mind, it's meditation. Some people go through and they read motivational books. Some people go through and they listen to, to tapes. There's a million things. But focus your mind to say, "I need to get better at motivating myself." And again, I get it. It's work. So yeah, if you don't want to do it, I guarantee you there's a competitor out there that's going to be looking for to clean your clock because they are motivated, whether young or old, right?
0: Yeah. Beginning of the year, we did an episode talking about getting intentional. You know, I feel like a lot of people I t- uh, spoke with in 2023 as I rounded out the year, they were using words like whiplash, reactive, um, you know, change, all these different things. And they felt like they weren't in the driver's seat. And we kind of got into this idea of how do you focus your mind? And how do you how do you think about yourself in terms of identity versus an outcome? Because if you are that person, if your why is big enough, then your identity, the person who wants to continue to play the game is going to be very different than, oh, this is the end of the line. I achieved my goal. Boom, moving on to the next thing or getting back to who I want to be. And a lot of that comes from uh, Atomic Habits. I know a lot of people have read that book. But it's really good stuff about like putting yourself on the path to playing the game consistently and being the person you want to be and the type of person who does those things versus the one who just wakes up every day and says uh it's not for me. Well, it may not be for you, but there are best practices you can tap into uh to become, and, a, and better and not to not become a better become a better team.
1: Find something else then. Yeah. I mean, I think there's this we 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 suffer from this language of negativity right now, how it sucks to be us. And it is so distasteful. And I I liken it to somebody who's going, I don't listen too graphic for your listeners, but it's like somebody who's going and peeing in his hat. It's like, oh, I feel rotten. I'm just going to pee on my hat. And then he puts it on his head. It's like, oh, I'm warm. I'm warm with all that crap. You're like, dude, everybody can smell you. We don't want to be by you at all. But until someone says, dude, you're peeing your hat. Why are you doing that? we just become this nation of just doing this and then expecting everybody to accept it. It's like, no, the world doesn't suck. And if you're a business owner, you're in the top 1% of the world just by the fact that you own a business in America, that you have the opportunity to make a living, that you hire people making a difference in it, that you are able to be partnering in people actually building community in the world instead of ripping them apart. It's a pretty sacred honor to be able to, and you're living a life that maybe it's not exactly what you want, but you chose it, baby. So let's get out of all of that stuff and be aware of what you're putting into your mind about it sucks to be you because it's coming out here. And then you get in your little chat groups on Facebook or your little news groups and like, it sucks to be us, those damn manufacturers, stupid reps. And you're like, who are you helping by having that in your mind, right? You're, you're putting this out in the world that it sucks to be you. And then you wonder why you're not getting business. People feel that. Don't they? Uh,
0: they feel it. They feel it. Yeah. Don't listen to the, to the itty bitty shitty committee in your head. Like, kick them out. You don't need them there.
1: Sir Rainmaker. Yeah, exactly. Whoever it is. Like, <laughs> just what was that? Schleprock in the it was way before your time was in the, <laughs> the Flintstones.
0: Hey, yeah. let's. Okay, so I think sometimes whenever I've talked to business owners, mattress retailers about this idea of training, literally, I've never talked to a single one who says we don't need that most of them, as a matter of fact, are sitting there saying, yeah, we need we need guys like Bob uh, every day. So as the person who's going to hold the team accountable to make these strides, to get better, to implement best practices, I think if people feel a little bit of overwhelm, you know, what, what happens? Like I go through a course, I go through Bob's course, or Bob comes in and helps us. And, and then what? Am I going to be the person that has to crack the whip as the owner from now on? And uh, you know, what standards am I going to hold them to? H- how do you coach somebody through that type of talk or that type of like overwhelm that can come with this? Well, you,
1: you're called the owner for a reason kids. Like, I don't want to do it. Should have thought of it before you became the owner. Um, you look at all the great retailers from whoever began, it always started back. They remember what it was like that first day they opened the doors and they would do anything for a customer. And they wouldn't allow just anybody on the sales floor. And they said, not my store, because, you know, for example, uh, I was working in a coffee business for a while. And uh, and Marty told the story about he went into his favorite coffee house. And, uh, you know, there were long lines. It's back in the 90s. Long lines. And he gets up to the counter and he gets his usual The woman has his drink. And he goes to pay and he doesn't have any money. He's like, oh, my God, I don't have my money. She goes, ah, I'll pay tomorrow. That's fine. So he goes on a trip and he comes back, I don't know, six or seven days later. And he's in line and he's ready to come up to it. And the woman yells at him from the, he's in the back of the line. She goes, hey, Marty, did you ever pay us back that coffee we bought for you uh, last week? And he said at that moment, I was like, I'm out. I can do this better than someone else. And those moments where you remember, yes, this is what I saw someone else do. I can do better than that why aren't we holding ourselves to that? Why aren't we saying, you know, what does it feel like? What, you know, have somebody go into your store and try to return something or make an inquiry. Hey, have somebody make an inquiry on your website. That's one of my favorites. Like, you know, you've got your little contact us. Good. Fill it out. See how long it takes for someone to do it. Because your salesmen are saying, oh, we don't get any leads. We don't get enough leads. You get plenty of leads. And maybe I only get four or five people coming in in February or March. It's possible, right? But what are you doing to understand that that might have been your only sale that day that just walked out? Nobody's walking into your mattress store today going like, I wonder if they sell arugula. I wonder if I can get a cat here. No one's going to just kick tires, as we used to call it. They've got something changed in their life. And I would venture to say, certainly the mattress business has got to be like cars within... 40 hours are going to buy something. No one's buying a mattress for eight months down the way. So if you don't have those conversations with your employee after something goes down, you don't have to be nasty about it. You just go just walk me through the sale. And then you walk me through it and I go, oh, you know, it might have been a odd way to do it. Might have been to mention that. Oh, I hadn't thought about it. Great. Next time you'll think about it. That's a coach. But I didn't train you. Be very clear here. That was just a kind of like a coaching kind of a thing, right? It wasn't trying to get the body and look at this. I already told you that. So understanding that we're about as successful to make our minds up to be. And those of you who are listening and may not have the greatest start to 2024, great. You get the chance to, to change all that with the next person walking in the door or putting an inquiry on your website or calling on the phone or giving you a text or any number of those things. I love, but make no mistake, it is all on you.
0: I really love riding my bike with people when we approach a really difficult hill because the bitching begins. <laughs> oh, God, this is, yeah, this is hurt. My legs are killing me, blah, 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 especially the later in the ride it is. And I, a lot of times, if the vibe is right, I'll look over and be like, this is awesome. We get to get stronger today. Let's go. <laughs>
1: That's why I bought an electric bike. But that's a side note. Just
0: <laughs> hey, I, I do think there is like a ton of like we were talking about like how to make it sustainable and how to create a culture of training. And it, I remember talking to these guys that, that they flew Blue Angel planes and, you know, the wings could be just very close to each other as they're doing these different maneuvers and stunts. And after every single flight, every single one training or a show, they would have just a very cold debrief. And there's a really good book uh, called The Six Thinking Hats that maybe you can implement for your team as a concept uh, to get everybody rallied around the idea of a debrief. And in The Six Thinking Hats, he talks in particular about the white hat and the red hat. And so if you could tell your team, hey, the white hat is just pure information. Like all we're doing is like stating the facts as if we're a computer. Now, let's do, it, do a white hat analysis, the information about that sales interaction. Now, let's do a red hat analysis. How did you feel? Those are emotions. The red hat is the emotions. But to separate those two things causes people to say, okay, I can see this very coldly as if I'm observing it versus seeing how I felt about it. Maybe it felt incongruent and there's a way to merge those two things. So I think there's value in like creating a culture of the debrief as well.
1: I would go even further than that and say, tell me the moment you knew you lost a sale. Or when they made. Tell me the moment you knew you made the sale. Because that's... A salesperson should be able to say either one of those. You're like, yeah, I think I lost... Like one of the things you just drive me nuts when I'd be waiting down a couple. And like the guy is just like... You know, you could drop dead tomorrow, pal. I've already left the room and the wife is listening to you and she's taking notes and everything. And people always say like, oh, you know, how'd you make that sale? It's like real simple. I turn to the guy. I like, did I do something to make you upset? And variably go like, no. And I go, cause it doesn't seem like we're connecting. And if I've done, obviously I've done something and he's like, no, I'm worried about my car or something. I had to lance the boil and get that out of the sale. But a salesperson is always looking at that. You've got to be aware of what's going on. What happened? This guy's body posture, he's pulled away from you. His arms are back. You didn't deal with it. Why didn't you deal with it? You felt it. And then you you have to go back to, because you didn't teach me to notice that. Mm -hmm. Valid, valid. So I agree with that, the white, the red hat. And just making the brain go back and look at those files. In the moment, there is nothing stronger. And even if, you know, yeah, you called my wife ugly. Oh, crap, I did, you know? And you're like, oh, and it pulls that file up. And it's like, oh, don't do that again. Because it failed. And it's it, it anchored that. And then the more of, we do that, we just understand this is what we do. You know, I was talking to a, a new client of ours who's coming on board in a couple of months. And he says the one word that we're not allowed to say in our store. I go, oh, is that no? And he goes, no, that's a good one too. But ours is policy. He goes. People that use the word policy, it's like you just threw gas on a fire, because no one uses policy in a good way. So, Mark, it's our policy that everybody <laughs> doesn't work that way. Our policy is no refunds after forty-eight hours. Sir. Oh, good. I'm going to deny the card, and I'm going to flame you online. Right? It's all of that, but those little, those little moments aren't really training though, because you're, you heard it, it's learning, it's, you heard it, it's interesting, but you didn't have to practice it, right? You didn't have to have somebody say, you know, be an ass to me.
0: I'll tell you when I've had the biggest advancements, you know, I, I talk a lot about cycling, so I'm a mountain biker as well. And I remember I got a new mountain bike and bought it from a pro. A pro. And this pro i said hey i'll buy this bike for me because he was sponsored He was gonna sell it to me for cash great bought the bike i said but i want one of your courses as well because he taught all these courses on how to jump and how to ride a mountain bike better so i work out a deal and i get this bike and before i can take the course i'm out on the trail and i'm going over the stuff i've always gone over and i'm in the air and i don't mean to be in the air and i'm bruising my legs and having falls and doing all kinds of crazy stuff And finally, I learned how to kind of jump the bike, and it was going pretty well. I got to the training course, his training course, and I realized I've done nothing but develop bad habits. I'm doing everything wrong, everything, besides like standing up on a bike and making sure I'm not falling over before I get to the jump. So he trains me, and what happened next was really important, and I think it applies to retail. I think it applies to training. I think it applies to doing these roll rehearsals, doing rehearsals, I got reps in. I got reps in over and over and over and over again. And then he started filming me and running it in slow motion so you could see what you were doing as you were approaching the jump. Well, then I would review it back. You know, if you're going to be a good presenter, a good speaker, one of the best tips is, you know, prepare, obviously, but film yourself. So I can even see a world in which you film these interactions so people can watch them back. To get real reality but then beyond that to develop that muscle memory you got to get your reps in doing it the right way i think
1: yeah i'm a i'm a budding photographer and uh, i got this the most expensive canon lens you could get for a this auto everything i want to shoot birds and and the and this client of mine, he's like, you know, there's, there's only like three of these that got to the States and I we are one of them and you're getting, you're not even a professional photographer. I go, so what? <laughs> you know, and, uh, but then I started to take a little bit of it, but I go, stop slamming people that use autofocus. It's okay. And he goes, all right, but you still have to put in the 16,000 hours it's going to be to be a photographer. I'm like, okay. I'm like, wow, that's okay. But if you'd said it to me to begin with, I would never have done it. Mm, too much. And so to your point, you enjoy riding the bike, you enjoy doing all of those things, but understanding that that enjoyment is only going to be better if I put in the reps of the training part, not the just riding and who cares what happens. I love your story about uh, coming up with all the bad things to get over with, because that's really the story of retail. The reason people say, can I help you find something, is because they've heard it all their life. No one told them to say anything different. And when I go into some stores, they're like, how did we ever manage without you? And it's like, because now it made you consciously aware, right? It's that moment where you were happy not knowing anything. (laughs) And then you've got some learning and now you know what you don't know. And you're like, holy crap, I feel like crap. And then you become consciously aware. You're like, oh, I have to think about every step I make. Uh, Okay, but I can do that. And then you become unconsciously capable. We call that mastery. Well, a lot of people get stuck. They don't want to do that top part of being consciously incompetent. They don't want to know what they they did. And they they just want to say, "But I'm doing fine myself." Okay. But if would you be interested if I could help you find a way to make more money with less effort? Uh, yeah. Would you be interested in how to sell more in a down economy? Uh, yeah, I would. It's not simple. Oh. Whereas if I'm selling a mattress, I can give you I can give you a better night's sleep. If we could uh, give you a better night's sleep and you didn't have to worry about the dogs and you had less stress in your life, would that be worth it to you? Yeah. Would it, could you put a price on that? Uh, I don't know, 3000 bucks. Great, because you came in asking for a $199 bed, and I don't care where you go. That's only going to add stress. So now let's go take a look at, at the best choice for you. As long as your mind is in, I'm playing a game. I guess that's where I come back to again. It's all just a game. And if you just approach it with that, I say this, what happened then? What happened then? Oh, I could pull this out. Then you enjoy it instead of, to your point, I've been doing this for a long time and the owners, we get tired of the game.
0: Yeah. And that's a big question that people have to ask. Yeah. Answer. You know, does your why evolve if you're sick of playing the game? Is your why still there? Or has your why changed and you need to redefine it?
1: hire hungry, hungry people and and give and reward the heck out of them because they'll do the job. You don't train them, they're going to be the wild, wild west, and they're going to play with your margins and all sorts of stuff because high volume can hide a wealth of sins. But that's another discussion.
0: <laughs> that's another discussion. We'll have to have that here on the Fan Podcast. Uh, Bob Fibs, thank you so much. If you want to check out what Bob does to a greater degree, go to RetailDoc, dot com, and we'll put all this in the show notes. And uh, Bob, thank you so much. Any parting thoughts? Anything I left out? Anything you want to leave our audience with?
1: Just remember, we're about as happy as we make our minds up to be. Hmm. Too few people use their choice muscle. You have a choice today. Sucks to be you. It's great to be you. Who do you want to be?